Hello and welcome to Inverticast. I am here uh, with Simon from the Mantis Garden. Of as always, hello Simon. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and I, of course, am Leah from Tarantulia. And yeah, so today we're talking centipedes and millipedes. Um, they are in a family known as Myriapoda or Myriapods, which means many feet which is uh, ancient Greek wording, meaning many feet. Very, very cool. So, yeah, so uh, I figured we would break down centipedes first. And basically what that means is that they are, a seg they have a very long and segmented body and each segment of their body has two legs or actually what, you know, two legs because either side, um, whereas millipedes, they have kind of a round, robust body uh, that's long, and each body segment has two legs on either side, so four legs per body segment. Um, and so that's kind of like some of the differences between centipedes and millipedes. Also, centipedes are venomous. Oh, sure, what's up? <laughs> I was just going to say, there's a really easy way to tell the difference between a centipede and a millipede. If okay. Is just look from the top. The legs of a centipede come out the side of the segments. The legs of a millipede come from underneath. Absolutely. No, that's great that's information. Easy way of sort of spotting it if you, if you you know you wasn't sure. Yes. Okay. And so obviously Simon has a really big, beautiful centipede there on camera. Um, what species is that? Uh, this is uh, an Acrophyrostrectus gigas, which is uh, a, an African, a giant African train millipede. Very cool. One. She's not very, adult very yet. Cool. She's not adult yet. Um, wow. So she, she's going to care. She's going to get about that much bigger. <laughs> She'll be a monster. I love it. Uh, the problem is they live quite a long time. These these larger millipedes. Um, you can get ten to fifteen years out of one of these wow which, which is you know it, it's a serious pet i mean for me especially who's mm -hmm. used to axis you know if you're lucky if you get 18 months out of them so i mean right the last you know well it take me into retirement put it that way <laughs> so, <laughs> heck yeah i think yeah. that's that's you amazing about those things when you buy stuff haven't you you gotta think well i'd be dead you know <laughs> yeah right yeah I'm morbid tonight, I? yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i love yeah. that about millipedes and and centipedes they do have kind of a longer lifespan than some other arthropods and definitely mantises um but it, and they're also really fascinating um as we know centipedes are predators whereas millipedes are part of like cleanup crews so they will eat like dead leaves or you know dead leaf and foliage and you know dead uh carcasses of other animals things like that so and they also rejuvenate the soil so once they eat all the all the dead stuff within the soil like that soil becomes uh better for for the environment essentially or for like more growth and seedlings and stuff i mind chopping on uh things like lichen as well and they'll eat moss or graze on moss Obviously, Absolutely. Like, they, prefer, they prefer the rotting stuff if it's available, like your leaves, <laughs> your wood, uh, 
I, I should say dead animals, dead dead insects, other insects, and, and arthropods, and mm-hmm. you know, it was just about eat anything really. I mean, this one at the moment has got a bit of peach that she's <laughs> ignoring, but she seems to be doing what I wanted her to, which is stay on the stick in focus so you could see her. Yeah, uh, she's she's not like running up and down it and trying to get off or anything. She's just staying where I put her. She, yeah, she, she's cooperating really well. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's unusual. It's unusual for an animal to do what you want it to do. But this one, <laughs> I, I sort of knew she would. She is really good. She doesn't mind the light. Uh, mm-hmm. I do handle her more than uh, most people handle millipedes. Mm-hmm. Generally, keep them in a box and just go, oh, look, I've got a millipede or a tank. Uh, mm-hmm. But this one actually gets handled. So. She's 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 quite she's quite good. She That's awesome. When you pick her up or anything, but the best way to to pick a millipede up is offer it your hand and let it crawl on your hand. Well, any arthropod really, but especially oh sure. Otherwise, they can curl up, and as you know, they can spray mm-hmm. several uh, chemicals on you. And I do believe you've got a list of those chemicals. Uh, I do actually. Well, I know that they have the hydrogen cyanide. That's yeah. that's the main chemical that I found that they spray. So um, it can be really, really like irritating to your skin and very smelly. I know that there are a couple of species that will spray um, hydrochloric, you know, the the stomach acid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hydrochloric acid, essentially. So. Yeah. Um, which you definitely don't want on your skin because that can be very irritating. It'll cause some injury, some um, burning. And, it, you know, if it's not treated properly, it will definitely uh, cause, you know, a bit of necrosis on your skin and whatnot. Um, and so that that can be very, very painful. Um, but centipedes also can cause some pretty severe damage on a human being and on their skin so um they can cause like myocardial ischemia which is just a lower percentage of oxygen flow to the heart um you usually see these kind of things in or this uh medical uh i'm sorry so like this condition you usually see it if someone has like clogged arteries um so Obviously, like that can cause heart attacks and and that kind of thing, which obviously is incredibly severe, like life threatening. Um, but they also can cause hemorrhaging and uh, kidney failure, so some kidney issues as well. So it's pretty pretty intense. So uh, they call it rhabdomyolysis, yeah, which basically means the damaged muscle tissues when they release the proteins and the electrolytes into the blood, it ends up damaging your heart and your kidneys. And so that's kind of where that comes from. And yeah, I mean, it's that's kind of scary business, but uh, they are absolutely fascinating creatures. They're beautiful. And of course, they, they don't like to, you know, spray those toxins or, or bite unless they feel they absolutely have to. So it's a defensive mechanism. Um, so yeah, like, uh, ha- do you have any experience with that with your millipedes at all? Like, have you been sprayed at all? Or to be honest with you, no. Um, no, okay. Not that's with, good. 
Not with these guys, not with my pet ones, but uh, yeah. with wild ones. Well, when gardening, I mean, our millipedes are tiny. They're nothing like your millipedes for a start, okay? Just like everything over in the UK is tiny. Like, you know, yeah. centipedes, you're looking about an inch for a bigger centipede. Uh, yeah. Same millipede, an inch and a half, maybe. And when you pick one of those up, if you gardening, you see when you pick one up, and you'll see the it will it will secrete like a yellow um well secretion isn't it uh -huh. fingers and that that can be itchy and, and, and annoying but nothing yeah. too uh nothing too too bad it's this, pretty mild the glove like a... is not clickbait by the way uh, <laughs> this this one this one tends to uh defend itself by pooping on you okay so, Pick it up. If you surprise her, she will just like release it, and it's she's not a small animal, so there's quite no, a lot of yeah. poop. Uh, and I didn't want to sit here for an hour with my hands full of poop, so you know, <laughs> that's why that's why I've got the glove. But the other reason I've got the glove is for the sake of the millipede, because absolutely, uh, of my hands, I don't want to irritate her. You see. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. You know, there's there's quite I've a few more, creatures who different species in here are more different. Yeah, I've got more species in here, and uh, there's four or five different species uh, that live together. Uh, quite oh wow, live together, and they also live with isopods. So amazing, and, and they will live with things like giant land snails as well. So, amazing, that's so cool. Really, really good pet for that reason especially if you've got in a let's say a multi-species setup a millipede is definitely a must uh mm -hmm. just, because some of them they're not all just big like this one i kind of picked i've got one here now i can see it um unfortunately it's eating a peach and it's stuffing its face and i don't want to disturb <laughs> it but as you see they're all different types i mean i've got a this is like the, the the bumblebee which is quite a, a popular one which is fairly small uh -huh. uh, yeah they're beautiful the colors, the colors on it with them being like a bee yellow and black uh -huh. which is very pretty and then you've got another small one which is uh, -huh. uh oh i'll be damned if i can remember its uh scientific name somebody will know it the uh pink dragon Oh yes, in the pink dragon, which is the the flat version of a a millipede, but they're really really are pretty, but they're very very small. For me, anyway, yeah. I can't see anything. But I've seen them. Yeah, they're they're really extraordinary. They're and they're such cool little pets too. Like you can you can keep them with uh, any like bioactive substrate or in terrariums and stuff like that, and they they pretty much <laughs> self sustain so long as you you know put in like a a plant that you know drops leaves every now and then or have an animal in that uh bioactive enclosure that poops they will clean all of that up and it's it's really fascinating um centipedes are awesome there are actually three thousand species of centipedes throughout the entire world um i believe there are 57 species of centipede in the uk and yeah where did i have that i think there are uh there aren't a whole lot in the states either i think there's like less than 100 or so here um 
but they're divided into four orders. So um, they basically are like soil centipedes, rock and garden centipedes, uh, tropical or giant centipedes, which are that's the species. Those are the species that you're going to see more in the pet trade because they are just so large and and a lot of them are really pretty. And then you've got your house or feather species of centipedes, and those again are um, kind of the larger ones, and those are the ones that you're going to see in the pet trade. Um, so the last two families, the Scotopedromorpha <laughs> and the <laughs> and the <laughs> Scutigeromorpha are um, the are also the venomous types, where their venom their venom can be medically significant to people. Um, obviously, like you, you know, there's always a risk of being bit by pretty much any animal that you keep. So, you know, I, I, it's funny because I was just talking to Carrie, my partner, about how I've taken more bites from snakes than I have cats. But with mm-hmm. snake bites, I have never had like an infection or any kind of issue like that. It's really just kind of a surface, you know, little scrape, if you will. Um, but with the cats, I had, I took a bite from a cat that led to an infection that made my hands swell, like so massively. And I ended up having to go to the hospital to get, you know, uh, antibiotics and stuff like that. So, um, it's just kind of ironic that, you know, people are kind of afraid of snakes and that kind of thing. But I, my experience has been very, uh, positive with with snakes and so arthropods as well. Like I've never been bitten by any of my tarantulas. So I really do believe that it's just a matter of reading that body language and making sure that you're taking those precautions and you probably are not gonna be bit. Um, So centipedes, the front portion of their body has the, the, or on their cranial portion, they have two uh, pincher-like segments that are called um what did they call them sorry toxic yes exactly you know you know (laughs) yeah they're evil (laughs) (laughs) they can be absolutely um but i thought that was really fascinating because they're uh, similar to spiders in that way that their pinchers go kind of um uh horizontally Rather yeah. than you know, like fangs, you know, they have pinchers. So They're actually modified legs, aren't they? Uh huh. They're actually modified legs. Yeah, they're modified legs. Absolutely, they're it's fascinating. And so, yeah. And then I I also uh, found a few species of centipedes that uh, are of some interest. So we've got the Alopus granditaria, and it's. This is a type of feather tail centipede that is native to Africa. Um, so in the region of like Kenya, Tanzania, and Uganda, um, these guys get about four to six inches long and they're black with orange legs. Um, they will shake their tail uh, that makes like a hissing sound. So that's like their defense mechanism, but they do also have the pinchers and they can bite. Um, and for the most part, like, centipede bites are pretty mild like they're not they're not super scary or medically significant i mean you're gonna feel 
that irritation. And of course, all of them have histamines. So it's going to be like an allergic reaction. So kind of like, uh, you know, mosquitoes, the, when the mosquito bites you, it's those histamines that create that itchy, you know, irritated sensation. So same, same idea with centipedes. Uh, but the reason I thought this, the feather tail from Africa was really interesting is that I think that this is the centipede that most people think of when they think of pet centipedes because it has that dark coloration and those yellow legs. Um, I've seen like quite a few streamers that like will show that exact centipede and they're very popular here in the States um, because they are large and they're colorful and really cool and pretty. It's fun to watch them eat. They are carnivorous, which means they, um, they prey on insects. So they're insectivores, but a lot of centipedes will eat spiders as well and tarantulas. So little known fact, or maybe fun little factoid for you. Maybe that's why you like them because you don't like tarantulas. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do like that. That's their uh, that's, uh, only redeeming feature. Yeah, they're a fine actual animal, but you know, I, I had them in the past. How big this bugger is, and it's got to grow bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I do like centipedes. Uh, I have yeah. noticed in, in our pet trade, as you just said, you're getting a lot from Africa. Yeah, um, we, we have a lot of the uh, Southeast Asian sort of centipedes available. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of them, uh, Thailand and Malaysia and places like that, you know, I can't, can't name any of them to be honest with you. A lot of the scolopendras and the, you know, is it the Dahani or is that the other one? Uh, the other one is the, let me read it again, <laughs> Sotigeromorpha. So, uh, scooted, yeah, Scutigeromorpha. So, yeah, you got this uh uh, you know, the scotogeromorpha, so scotopelma, and then you've got your pseudo, your scutropelma. And so those are the two that are usually pretty popular for keepers to have. Um, we haven't got any questions yet, so that's interesting. Maybe we're doing good at answering questions. <laughs> must be, must be. Yeah, uh, right? Scooties, I'm going to have to look that up later because there's mantis with the same uh, genus name. Yeah. That's... So I'm going to have to look that up and find out what it means now. It's uh, It must be something they have in common. Yeah, absolutely. I would I would assume so because, um, I mean, they, they, a lot of insects are, are cousins to other insects. Yeah. Like crickets, crickets are known to be a cousin to, or like kind of adjacently related to mantises. Mm. Um, and so it's pretty interesting. I mean, they have, eh, they, there's somehow in the taxonomy that they're kind of, you know, and there's like, like a long list of them. Really, you know, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's somewhere in there. Yeah, right, it's kind of like, but yeah, yeah, it's the same it's way that like orthoptera, crickets, crickets, grasshoppers, especially the orthoptera, uh, yeah, the mantis, mantidea, and then you've got these guys, which are miripoda, and then isopoda, right. and there's so many. Oh, taxonomy, we need to do something on taxonomy because it's very, yeah, we do. I think taxonomy is 99% of people, and I think <laughs> entomologists will just 
just get confused with taxonomy because it, it's such a confusing subject. It, it really is, and there's yeah. a lot to it. So, yeah, I, I agree. All the time, which is you know another thing. They'll they'll they'll, they'll find something right. They're, they're finding centipedes now and millipedes now. As you 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 said earlier, they found one in the last ten years, wasn't it? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. The uh uh the millipede from California. They actually come from the uh, Sierra Nevada region. Um, so it's a pretty big portion of California or a pretty big portion in the Southeast region of the United States. So that it encompasses like uh, a portion of Arizona, Nevada, California. Um, but they, there's a millipede that was found there that was found to be uh, bioluminescent. And so that's the Zystocare bistipede. So they're cool. They glow in the dark. Um, and they believe that they glow in the dark or they're bioluminescent in an effort to deal with the heat of the Sierra Nevada. Um, so that's fascinating. I mean, th they're not completely sure why it's bioluminescent, but so far that's kind of the theory. Um, and as far as I know, that's the only species of millipede that is bioluminescent. So that's, it's really fascinating that uh that's that's a thing <laughs> i think yeah, I'm, I'm do you know what fascinates me the most about that yeah it's in america it's in a, a place that's populated uh-huh yep. has been you know it, it, it's not like in a, it, it, they haven't found it in the yucatan peninsula they haven't found it in the depths of the amazon it's somewhere right. where people are all the time all the time yeah, and it's like it's like saying we <laughs> found a new creature. Yeah, where humans are commonplace. So it that I find that most fascinating. I always I always find that like when they find a new species of something in the UK. I mean, it's only a tiny island, and there's 17 million of us on it, and yet it's the first time we've seen this, and it is. That always amazes me when you find something new in a populated area. You're thinking, how have you missed that? <laughs> right. I, right. Uh, I I agree. Scary. Like it's 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 really funny and just kind of weird. Like uh it's right under your foot because most millipedes live, you know, underneath leaf litter and kind of underground. So they're definitely not quite as visible as other creatures, but definitely something that there's a lot of building and construction and whatnot in these areas. Like, how did you not find this before? It's so weird. <laughs> it's even worse that it glows in the dark. Right? I, I love that <laughs> it glows in the dark, that. but how ironic. Like, yeah, how did you not find Yeah, so really funny when we, we find species of things that, like, just seem like it, was, it should be super obvious and, and much older yeah. in our taxonomic information um absolutely <laughs> all right so sorry oh, go ahead well one of the things i i uh i remember reading was uh like the biggest millipede okay found, the biggest myriad population found was a millipede and uh i was always amazed when i hear of it here and it was actually oh, in yeah. scotland the, the the fossil was in scotland but it was actually huge i think it's two meter long wooden millipede so maybe a bit more than that for sure just over six foot so that's some serious creature wow 
Yeah, definitely. It, it was here, so it just proves how the climate must have been really weird at times was it is now. Uh, I, I, I'm just always amazed when something here is found that is like, oh, that's the biggest. And I'm like, no way. right right but yeah it's it's also i think their names are kind of funny too because you know when you hear centi you're thinking 100 right or a century that's kind of uh, that's just where that the name comes from and we think okay it has 100 legs no actually they don't have quite a hundred legs for a centipede and same with a millipede. You think milli, so yeah. million or a thousand, mm. um, millions, a thousand, sorry. But well, no, it really is thousand, isn't it? Because like, milli is a Latin, uh, Latin yeah. or a thousand. A thousand, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because they don't have a thousand legs. They only have, like the largest one has maybe a hundred or so. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just kind of ironic. Even their name is very, uh, even their names are kind of uh, misleading, if you will. I suppose. Look at your girl go. She's just, she's just chilling. I love it. Yeah, she's she's a really, really, really good pet. I mean, she's she's awesome. We took Amazing. her for a photo shoot in July, and we just give her a stick, and she performed, and she was <laughs> the great photographs of her just doing her thing and you know yeah she she seems very comfortable yeah she's getting up she's having a bunch of this peach now and then she'll just wander off again but yeah i think (laughs) are brilliant pets so yeah but like wondering about them whether you should get one my answer to that is yes Um, they're they're so cool the 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 tiny ones that the life expectancy isn't as uh isn't as long Mm. um and it, it, I don't know, they seem a little more sensitive than, than these big things. Sure. Like, you can just chuck this in a, a, a box of a substrate and it'll be quite happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's Throw not a little leaf litter in there. They're this good. The wood and branches and stuff and this moss in there. And, you know, so it's yeah. got, I, I wish I had another camera down here that you could, I could have left on in the box. Uh, <laughs> But then I can't leave the lid off because this one can actually climb out of the box. <laughs> yeah, you were saying that. So yeah, uh, let's let's talk about that. There's strength. Uh, there's a story behind me getting this millipede. Uh, this I didn't buy this. Uh, this was a friend who uh, bought this millipede. His wife bought it when it was about this big. Oh wow! Shop, and they put it in a big box with some substrate it burrowed of course and then they never saw it for months and months and months and then one day they thought it was dead and then one day uh she looked up and it was uh on the curtain rail wandering across the curtain rail <laughs> this sort of size well a little bit smaller than this and uh her husband rung me up and said you want a bloody millipede because it's terrifying so, <laughs> so that's amazing uh, yeah. who we put with the rest of the millipedes and uh, they all get along quite well so that's amazing that is so cool well since we're on the subject of millipedes we can talk th- about uh that there are seven thousand species of millipedes throughout the entire world uh 1400 of those species occur right here in the u.s 
And I believe I wrote down that there are 62 species that occur in the UK. Um, Some of them, obviously not all species of millipedes produce the the hydrogen cyanide toxin that they might spray. Um, But they're pretty cool. Like, yeah, there are a couple of uh, species that I felt were noteworthy. Uh, One is called the chocolate millipede or Ophistrapus. Ganensis? Ganensis? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, they're native to... Yeah, I'm so terrible with the scientific names. But well, they're native to... It's not, it's not a, a novel thing. I don't know if you can even see that. Oops, she fell off. Oh. Alpha. <laughs> that's uh, the... a neighboring millipede, which is uh, one of yours, I believe. You have these in the wild. so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Nice striking Miller, but this is an adult one. It's an adult, so I wish you stopped doing that. Grab them. <laughs> this is an adult. They Pick never do out. what we want them to do. <laughs> oh, she keeps falling off. Uh, yeah. They're quite armored, so it's not that bad with with, uh, with millipedes. I mean, if you, I don't mean you drop them out of your window, but if you only drop sure. them this far, it's not such a big deal. They're a little hardier, yeah, than like spiders or another arthropod that like a drop would kill you know yeah yeah these, i these can imagine quite, these are quite tough i mean they'll often climb up something like this and fall off so mm. you know they'd be doing that in the wild it's that's not cool a big deal i mean that's 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 one of yours <laughs> I do believe. Uh, yeah the chocolate well the chocolate millipede they get pretty oh. large they get about uh nine inches in length so they get they get pretty long for sure well, that, that one doesn't actually that one's um i think about four inches the the ivory okay yeah uh but some of them like you say yeah they get massive uh we also have desert millipedes or the Othroporus ornatus um they're native to the southwest united states and northern Mexico, and they are all they also get to about nine inches. Um, and they're right, yeah. Well, there, I thought that this was also a noteworthy species of millipede because they are actually diurnal. So instead of nocturnal, they will spend most of their time being active during the day, um, which is really uncommon for, for a lot of like arthropod species and uh, anything like that. Well, it's and then, definitely because of their eyes, isn't it? I believe I mean, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, lights, like, if, you, if you look at uh, yeah. the other diurnal ones, which is like the, the mantis, uh-huh. uh, jumping spider, uh-huh. they've got good vision. And the ones that good they've got vision, great vision. Yeah, excellent. Okay. Uh, this is a Thai rainbow, which you can't see, but trust me. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, the Thai, the Thai rainbow. Here, I don't know what they are, because just when I get new millipede, it just goes in here with these, and it just comes to you. <laughs> but these, as you notice, the other one kept falling off. This one's like glue. How this, cool. This one's really hard to get off your hand. <laughs> oh, wow. So, I don't think no. it, you know, you've got to sort of encourage it to wander off. <laughs> so, I was hoping, because I had another big millipede in here but i can't find it we've got a couple of them uh which is the spike tail millipede which is uh oh yeah a, a 
a big one like this. And he's, uh -huh. he's, she's like, I take this chocolate rather than black. Uh, okay. Chocolates and yellow, sort of stripes, which is and a really, really pointy tail, which is a you know really cool millipede to have. Absolutely. Yeah, I might be spinning there. My eyes are terrible. I have to wait till we get bigger. <laughs> I love one batch, but they've been uh, your ivory millipede. So we'll have to see what else we get out of them. I believe it's the is the ivory millipede. That one's native to like Florida and kind of the southeast region of the states, like Carolinas and and this you know kind of the swampy uh, wetlands part of the Appalachias. I find that they um, they're always on the surface. Mm -hmm. They don't they don't burrow. I mean, sometimes they do, like in the molten uh, shedding, of course. Sure. Burrow down and then pop back up again. But they do they do tend to. Well, there's one here now. There's one here on, as I was saying before, just on the stick, which is here. Mm -hmm. And that's like that in in the box. So as I was saying, you just climb up the stick. Eat the lichen off the stick. Sure. Fall off half the time, but no big deal. <laughs> but yeah, they're always they're always on the surface. The the ivory millipedes. They are well. They they feast on that leaf litter and you yeah. know the, any of the the dead you know organic materials that uh, are on the surf on the surface of the ground and the forest and whatnot. So it makes total sense that that's where you would find them. This Definitely. She's she's always out anyway because she yeah, she's always just looking for something to eat. That's so cool. Constantly. I definitely have a, a a more of an affinity for millipedes than I do centipedes. Yeah. Um, mainly because they're not they're not quite like they're not venomous. They're not really scary, and they're actually kind of cute if you look really close at their faces. They're they're kind of cute. They have like a real <coughs> round, you know, kind of a happy face looking thing, and yeah. um. Their legs are so short and tiny, like it's it's really kind of surprising how fast they can move. Um, but I think they're a fascinating creature and just an awesome pet all around. Uh, because just for those factors. Plus they come with, you know, like you said, the bumblebee millipede and the the ivory millipede, they come in all kinds of beautiful colors, the rainbow, the Thai rainbow millipede. So yeah. I mean they're a popular pet probably for that reason, you know. Um and I just, I'm always fascinated with creatures like, like this, just, just, just because they're awesome. <laughs> I, th I think the other thing with the, the millipedes is, um, centipede is really for somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Whereas your millipede owner, it's like the next step up from being an isopod keeper mm -hmm. to go to millipedes. It's nice and easy to, to sort of deal with. There's no life feeding and there's, you know, so yeah. millipedes are, are, you know, quite a lot more popular than centipedes in that regard. Well, they're definitely a really good, like, passive kind of pet. Like, you don't really have to feed them consistently. You don't have to, you know, uh, be checking on them daily or anything like that. Like, it's really just a matter of, you know, you, you probably check on them weekly and you're good. You know, as long as they've got some leaf litter or, you know, organic matter that's that's dead or uh, you just don't need or whatever, they're going to take care of that. And you just throw that in the enclosure. It's good. Call it good, you know. Um, 
or oh, centipedes. <laughs> centipedes. Hopefully, if, if it's crap, I just throw it in, in the you know either the ice or the birds or the yeah, like I've got devour it, you know, and that includes yeah, I've got the, a little red red wiggler worm that, that you know if it comes to the end of the life to die. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to bury them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I just chuck them in there and say bye bye. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm like that with the isopods, with my isopods. Every now and then I'll have a molt or, you know, maybe a, a spider that has come to the end of its life or something like that. Isopods take care of it. But um, I'm actually really thinking I want to get some millipedes because they are just, they're probably a little bit better at that than, than the isopods. That's something cool. else. I, mean, I, I did notice. Uh, I thought, as I said, I've got a, a friend, I've got two over there. In uh -huh. California, that have uh, invert businesses uh -huh. similar to my own, and the prices of the millipedes, mm -hmm. like this mm -hmm. particular millipede here, you probably talk about eight pounds, ten pounds, maybe to buy. Sure. And I noticed in America, it was looking at a hundred dollars. Oh, easy, yeah. For this girl was was hundred dollars, and I was like absolutely amazed at the different prices. I mean, yeah, you, I I am too. I'm always amazed that you know, uh, certain species just seem to be a little cheaper than others. But in the UK, you guys got it made. You're, just, you're not spending a whole lot of money. Uh, it, you it know, is, whereas it's a hobby. If if you haven't got a yeah. lot of money, it's a good hobby to get into. You know, if you want a yeah. pet. But you yeah. can't afford the dog, for instance. But you still want a pet, you, you, you know. Of course. Lash out a ten-pound note and uh, a plastic box from the supermarket, <laughs> and you've got a pet. Yeah, so. absolutely. You know, and and you know, as I always kind of advocate for my for my pets, you know, with my tarantulas, with with isopods, with mantises. Um, you know, they, they're great creatures because they keep me grounded. They keep me in the moment. And so for me, it's about mental health, um, but also because I love them. And they're, these are creatures that, you know, most people are afraid of and they don't really see them as like cute, cuddly pets, which yeah, they're right. They're not cute, cuddly, but they are definitely creatures that deserve respect and love as much as dogs and cats. Um, because they cute and cuddly, to be honest with you. They are cute. I know, right? Like I, I, but... I can sit with this one. I can put this one on my desk, or I can leave it on the <laughs> stick. And I don't sleep on the stick, and uh, you know, I, I I find that awesome. I think they're awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just, they're just not the traditional idea of what cute and cuddly is. Um, yeah. But I think the my tarantulas are cute too. I mean, they the big calithrae and the tiny little eyes—they look like cute little old men. How is that not cute? Yeah, you can keep those cute little old men never attracted me. You can keep them. <laughs> you know, I think. But as you know, I, 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 like I don't mind true spiders. I'm right. Not true spiders. I yeah, yeah. Dangerous than tarantulas. So it's it's not the the fear of being bitten. Uh, it's just that. I don't know. It's the way they walk and the hairiness, and it just—it literally makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't know. It always has. Tarantulas always freak me out. I, I don't know why. Yeah. I've seen something as a child, 
that bothered me. Uh, yeah. Now I can't cope with them because, like, I'm surrounded by, I'm literally surrounded by bugs on every side. There is some kind <laughs> and a lot of them can bite, and it's like no problem. But that little corner over there where those tarantulas are <laughs> bothers me. You know, I <laughs> like it, but yeah, fine. So All good. <laughs> like these guys. The first question I get when people talk about millipedes is always about the oh they've got cyanide. Thanks, Google. So yeah. if anybody does one thing in their life when they're going to get a pet, uh-huh. we always say do the research. Yes. But when we say do the research, that doesn't mean type its name in Google. And learn what you can about it. Yeah, yeah. Don't that's don't, it. Don't just trust the first thing that comes up in Google. Right. It's an article written by somebody who's never had one or probably never even seen a life in one. So right. what you need to do is find somebody who has one and mm-hmm. willing to speak to you about them. That's how you learn. That's that's your research. Forget mm-hmm. research papers as well. There are half of them are a world of rubbish anyway. But yeah, <laughs> no, truly they are. Yeah, yeah. Anything written by anybody from a university, I just don't trust it. Absolutely don't trust it. I need to see it myself. And if it ties with what they're saying, I believe it. If it doesn't, yeah. which I have noticed quite a few times, I've corrected quite a few of them, um, mm. which is... Oh, yeah, you know, it's blowing, right? Yeah, it, it really is for me. But if you're going to look for a new pet, please please find someone who has one speak to them chat with them ask them all the questions you'll find that 99.9 percent of the time that person will be willing to talk to you about it you're not Mm -hmm. bothering them and annoying them with your silly questions no not at all yeah have the books which means they love talking about them so if you ask they will they will love it they will actually enjoy it i like it and I get so many people asking me every single day or every mm-hmm. bit of social media mm-hmm. asking questions about Mantis. Oh, and same. I still try to take the time to answer every single one of them. Absolutely. Of course. So I'll say, go away and do Google or stop annoying me. You yeah. Answer those people. You want to help those people because that brings them into the hobby. And they might find something out that we don't know. Right. That Absolutely. I mean, their knowledge but, of, and at the end of the day, we all we all know a little bit more. I mean, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's kind of the idea behind our podcast. You know, in Verticast, we developed this idea around the you know the fact that when we talk to one another about uh, creatures that we're keeping and and we're spreading information and it really helps the hobby kind of evolve and grow. And so the idea behind this is just, you know, putting a bit of information out there and, you know, hopefully somebody sees it and, and you know, their fear of centipedes is reduced a little bit or their fear of millipedes is reduced or their, their you know, something like that. And they, they feel more uh, comfortable with the world that they live in because let's face it, these arthropods are, are everywhere. They're a big part of the environment. They're a huge part of the ecosystem. And so, uh, you know, anywhere in the world that you go outside of Antarctica, 
uh, you're going to find arthropods. You're going to have bugs. There's going to be spiders. They're going to be millipedes and centipedes. Like they're, you know, all throughout the world. So um, I think it's, it's really good for people to be able to be more informed and knowledgeable of these creatures. And it helps them feel more comfortable in the world they live in. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my take on it. They're also a great uh, conversation starter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people are always interested. Nobody ever said to anyone, oh, you keep tarantulas. They want to know more. They want to know if it's ever bitten you. They want to know all the details about it. Just don't go on too much. It'll make them bored. But, you know, yeah, always something. Windswept and interesting is, is, is a great way to be. And mm-hmm. having books really, really is a way to be that person because not everybody does it. So it's yeah, a really true. Good one. I, we're I definitely a we're really a definite uncommon breed paper. of people. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say the same. <laughs> Isn't it with a time delay? You got like a split second time delay, and you're like, oh, is it finished? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's it's so hard. Otherwise, you get that awkward silence where you both stop talking. <laughs> you think, right, they're definitely finished now. Yeah, so whatever. I was <laughs> say I did an interview this week with uh, for, for a newspaper. And, oh, cool. And was uh, asking me so many questions, and I could hear in his voice how amazed he was. Right. About all the pictures that I, that I had in here and, you know, elsewhere in the house. And yeah, blown away with the idea of having bugs as pets. Yeah, even, right. <laughs> even though he was doing the article, it was you know you think he would have researched a little bit and realized there's no sure. me doing it. You know, but, <laughs> yeah. But he was so blown away. It, it was and the conversation that he said, "Oh, I'll ten fifteen minutes, we'll just ask you some questions." It ended up like over an hour, just just chatting because he had that many extra questions once oh, that's he realized, cool. you know that what was involved and it, it was it was that's how it is for everybody so it can help you with you you know if you're if you're one of people who are uncomfortable around other people let's say absolutely or you're, or you're antisocial yeah if you start getting into books and things like this You'll find you'll you get knowledgeable about them, and all of a sudden you find yourself in crowds, telling a crowd of people all about your books. Yeah. So it really helps with you know your mental health. I don't have any issues with my mental health. I've got yeah. to say that. Um, but I have seen other people with issues. But mm-hmm. when they've started keeping books, it's helped them so much. There's it, something about it, yeah. you know. Something about keeping arthropods that really uh, helps people be able to, like you said, be be social with other people. Um, I am somewhat introverted. I mean, I I'm really good about you know being like charismatic and personable when I meet people. Um, but in the, at the end of the day, it definitely is something that I'm kind of like, okay, too much social activity, you know. But when I can talk to other people about, you know, the tarantulas that I keep and the different species, and when I go on and on about them, I mean, that really helps me to be able to 
say, hey, check this out. Oh, I'm going to teach you this. Or I'm, I, you know, do you have questions? I'm happy to answer them. Um, so yeah, definitely there's a huge social, uh, what is it, like a bridge, you know, to that communication. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for sure. And, and I, you know, millipedes and centipedes, this is something that I've never kept these creatures before. And I, I still have, I don't have any at the moment. But I will say that I really enjoyed learning what I did about them uh, for this week's episode because, you know, now I'm kind of fascinated. Now I'm like, okay, now I, I got to check out the ivory millipedes. You know what I, I want one. Yeah. It's, dude, the giant African, you know, the chocolate millipede from Africa. They're, they're fascinating creatures. They're really cool. It's a whole different side of keeping arthropods that, uh, you know, I I would love to share that with my friends and and people who want to know. So, um, I think it's awesome. <laughs> so. I it's, it's just brilliant. I mean, we should we should we should do something on on, on mental health. Uh, on yeah, you know, pick pick a week like I know they have mental awareness weeks and things like that. I'm yeah. not well on it because I say I don't have those any of those issues, so I don't get to know these things unless I see someone puts them on Facebook. So yeah. I mean, yeah. so rare, but we, we should do something like that. I, we I'm... do actually. Uh, speaking of, um, because next week is pretty exciting for uh, Inverticast. We we were we are going to have a special guest. We're going to have Britton from uh, the Spider Courage Experience. And so, speaking of mental health, she actually helps people uh, get through phobias of spiders essentially and i'm sure she probably does it for other arthropods if you know if that arise i'm sure she could but we're going to be talking with her about that and so yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to interviewing her and hopefully it, it's it's going to be a really great episode and so i felt like that was a really great segue the mental health and then so maybe the episode after that we can discuss why so many people with mental health concerns um are drawn to arthropods and and keeping them and and what it does for them so great idea simon absolutely Fair enough. you're so smart you're so smart well, <laughs> absolutely hopefully uh i'm gonna struggle with the spiders but each week we do this hopefully i've got something that i can so i can leave hanging around here yeah, I love I, it. Uh, so, some of the creatures probably not the idea, but uh, I'd, I'd, I'd like to do that. So it'd be, be cool, it, uh, depending on what what we're doing. I might even try and set up uh, some of the camera. Uh -huh. Like, for instance, was doing isopods. You know, just looking at an isopod bin or something. So you got something on the side. And I'll just sure. talk at the top. But yeah, I'll, I'll try and I, I've got so many things in here. I think we've got 16 <laughs> or 17 different kinds of animals. Yeah. Um, you know, from scorpions to spiders and yeah. So it'd be nice to, you know, we've got plenty to 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 go on with. I reckon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Think of anything. Bang it in the comments. Yeah, plug it down below. We're happy to to answer questions and dive deep into into subjects. After you click like, subscribe, and share. Absolutely, please do. Yes, you know, <laughs> we're doing this for you guys. We're doing it for you. <laughs> um, so.
So, okay, well, that leads me into, you know, kind of our goodbye session. This is what we do. Um, I'll go ahead and go first with my shameless plugs. I am still editing a video that I made this week. I know I said that I was going to be doing like a rehousing of a bunch of spiders, and I'm still doing that. Um, but change of plans this week. I went to the Butterfly Pavilion, and they, because it's October and Halloween is coming up, they actually did a spooky, spectacular spider thing, and uh, they they had a a whole bunch of tarantulas on display and whatnot. And then also in the actual butterfly area, they cornered, they kind of sectioned off a, a small portion of their indoor jungle, and they allowed for, I believe, two different, three different species of orb-weaving spiders. Uh, they just kind of released them and let them do their thing. And so I have a bunch of cool footage. I just need to do a couple of things to release that video, but I, I'm going to be releasing it hopefully tonight. If not tonight, it will be released tomorrow. Um, I just want to make sure it's nice and pretty and <laughs> everybody likes it. Um, but I'm also going to a reptile expo tomorrow. And I'm going to be meeting a fan there. So uh, if you are in the Denver area and you want to meet me, I will be at the Repticon or no, the Reptile Nation Expo uh, th this weekend. And then next weekend, as I plugged before, we are going to be interviewing Britain from the Spider Courage experience. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And so, yeah, be looking out for the promotion stuff. We'll have that all available. And that's all I've got. How about you, Simon? What's up? What's new? Um, I haven't made a video for quite a while. I've been suffering with my neck. I have neck problems. Mm. Uh, so I've not been able to make any videos. Uh, I hope I might get around to making one this week with a bit of luck. Uh, <laughs> you know, my channel, of course, is Mantis Garden. So if you want to go where, go where. If you don't, don't. It's up to you. Of uh, course. Like and subscribe to this channel. Is yeah. Like to plug. That is it. That is my thing. Oh, and cool. is from me. Yeah, that's the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I love it. As always, I love supporting Mantis Garden. I love your channel, Simon, just so you yeah. know. It's a lot of fun. I liked your most recent, you had a short that you made of the Mantis that was kind of Giving you a little chewing there on your finger. I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> yeah. You'll bite me again. Yeah. But yes, so check it out. If, if I can't make a, a full video because of this, um, I'll try and just get a shot in now and again. Yeah. You know, just to let people know that I am like doing stuff. You're still alive. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. it's not like a dead channel or anything. It's so just like to throw a quick shot in. Uh, I can't remember. It's something might turn up this week. I might do an unboxing. Okay. Uh, because they take 10 minutes to make. I've got to do cool. it anyway. So it's not like I have to prepare anything. A knife, a mid-table, <laughs> and turn the camera on. That's it. So I, I might do an <laughs> unboxing this week. I don't know. Uh, I think I'm expecting some Mantis. Not sure. So it'd just be a quick Mantis uh, unbox. I do okay. intend to do a video for the end of Halloween because last year uh, in October, 
I made a terrarium, a Halloween terrarium. Oh, how fun. And it's like a small thing like this. It's been, yeah. on, the kitchen, it's been on the kitchen window for, well, a year. So Amazing. I've not even looked in it, so never, never touched it. So I want to see what it looks like now and do an update on it. So I'll be doing Do that. an update, yeah. Yeah, so a one-year update, a one-year birthday update for the, the Halloween thing. And I might that sounds wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be fantastic, Simon. I'm looking forward to that. I'll have a go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you, everyone, for watching. Thanks for tuning in. I hope to see you next week. And goodbye from um, Inverticast. We'll see you all later. See you later.